Yeah, hold that, please. Level five, thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to attend the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to attend the Channelized Bing Bingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. This is TalkSport Daily. Hey, I'm John Jackson, and welcome to the latest edition of the TalkSport Daily podcast. And what a 24 hours it's been for Tottenham Hotspur. It's understood they're going to fine Harry Kane after he failed to report for training on Monday morning. The England captain was due to return to the Premier League side following a short holiday after speculation about his future all summer. We'll hear from Andy Townsend as well as Dean Ashton, who doesn't want to see Kane down tools and leave on bad terms. But first, the former Spurs midfielder Jamie O'Hara, who thinks the three-line skipper has every right to be furious with the club's lack of progress. If he doesn't turn up to training and he doesn't come in and he makes a stance and says, that's it, I want to go, I don't think there's any real Tottenham fan that will begrudge him that because he's given so much to the football club. He's tried and tried and tried to win trophies for us and the club haven't backed managers and they haven't brought in players and they haven't rebuilt the team and he's got to the point now where he's saying, I am one of the top four or five players in the world as a striker I want to move to a club where I'm going to get trophies and now's the time I wouldn't begrudge him that I still think he's a Spurs legend as we know throughout the history of football since transfers have been the way that they have players do this don't they Mm. they down tools they're happy then to be sent and train with the 23s because they know they're such an asset they're on such massive wet so I hope it doesn't go down that route because that would be sad to see and I don't think it's necessarily in his character but we don't know. If he's relying on a gentleman's agreement with a man that is notoriously difficult to uh, to shake his hand and look in the eye, apparently, then I think he's been foolish and a bit naive to, to do his last contract and rely and trust and a handshake of somebody that is, again, has this reputation of being one of the toughest out there to deal with. And Harry Kane has done it! In the 88th minute, he scores his 150th Premier League goal. I've seen players who are six months away from a testimonial, 10 years at a football club, and clubs turn around to them and say, you ain't getting a new deal, you ain't getting a testimonial, see you later. So Mm. football clubs are ruthless. And, you know, at the end of the day, he's got a contract, so he can't leave anyway. If if Daniel Levy genuinely doesn't want him to leave, he will have to come back eventually. But you've got to make a stance for yourself as a player sometimes. You've got to stand up and go, right, I want out. Breaking news on Talk Sport. We understand that Harry Kane uh, will be hit with a significant fine for his actions, and that fine could increase the longer he stays away from training. Effectively, Harry Kane has gone on strike to try and force a move out of North London. The straight thing to do, the thing would, which would be people would say, okay, fair enough, is to say, I want to transfer. Now, nobody ever does that anymore. It's 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 no. completely out of 
fashion. Apart from the money, there's no other reason not to do it. And Harry Kane's got lots of money and he's going to get lots more money at Manchester City if he wants that move. So just say it. Come out publicly and say, I want to transfer. Yeah, he's given us a great service, but we've made him a multi-millionaire. I mean, as for Spurs fans being on Levy's side, being on Kane's side, we're on Tottenham Oxford's side. We don't care either way. He can go, but we've got to get the right money. He ain't going to go for less than 150, is he? He signed a six-year deal. He's halfway through it. Tough luck, Gary. You want out, someone's got to pay the dough. Otherwise, you're staying. And I think he's more on this principle thing Mm. now. And that makes you even more stubborn if you think that someone hasn't kept their word. And I know it's not an agreement in writing. This is going to get a lot uglier. Now, in the last episode of the TalkSport Daily, you might recall the former Aston Villa striker Carlton Cole saying this about Jack Grealish if he decides to join Manchester City. He stayed loyal to them when they went down, but the thing for me, there's got to be more. There's got to be more to earn that title of a club legend. Well, let's get the take of Adrian Durham as well as two former Villa players, Tony Cascarino and 1996 League Cup winning captain Andy Townsend. I get the feeling that there's almost an acceptance with Jack that he's going to move on, that he's going to go. And I believe that when Jack Grealish, and if this does happen, when he comes back to Villa Park in a Man City shirt, he will get an unbelievable reception. He will get an unbelievable reception. Now, I might be wrong here. I might be reading it very wrong. We might get some Villa fans coming on and be gutted if Jack goes because he signed a new deal, what, last year? The day he has signed a two-year contract extension which will keep him at the club till 2025. Villa are a hit on the road with Jack once again. So they might be thinking, hold on a minute, we don't, we're not expecting him to go. We're expecting him to stay and be part of this Villa revolution now that's sort of starting to take shape. They think that Jack is more like them. He's, he's like they have gone on and achieved that dream of playing for Aston Villa. He's one of the lads from that area. When, <laughs> when the Birmingham fan ran on the pitch and belted Jack, yeah. and what did Jack do? He got up and scored the winner in that derby. Who else but Jack Grealish in front of the Aston Villa fans and he runs into the Villa crowd. And that is a great way to answer your critics at St Andrews. That's a proper Villa legend. That's why it doesn't matter whether he wins something or not, he'll be a Villa legend. I would say Jack Grealish is probably if not the best player that Villa have ever had in all their history, that I can go back in my time. And how would you not say he couldn't be a club legend with the fans? Because every obstacle that Jack Grealish has had in front of him, whether it's been for England or for Villa or going up to the Premier League, he's cruised it. And I think he would be a club legend for me. If he was to say, you know what, actually, no, I want to stay. Would that solidify his legendary status just for staying at Villa and turning down that chance and saying, no, I want to stay here and win something with Aston Villa? Well, staying with Aston Villa, Tyrone Mings has revealed he saw a psychiatrist during Euro 2020 as he struggled with mental health problems during England's campaign. The centre-back says he was left feeling that 95% of the country were doubting him. Two players who played for England at the World Cup in 2002, Danny Mills and Trevor Sinclair, responded to Mings' comments on TalkSports. When I went to the World Cup in 2002, obviously, I was kind of the 24th man out of a 23-man squad. And Sven um, had asked me if I could stay with the squad and go out to South Korea to start with where we had a camp and just be around the squad because we've got a couple of lads who might not be 100% fit and they could pull out. And initially it was like, yeah, of course I will. Yeah, part of the squad. And then when you get out there, you realise you're not actually part of the squad. You're the, the kind of... The, the third wheel. It was it was tough mentally. And I remember saying to Adam Crozier and having a meeting with him and Sven and saying, 
I'm struggling a bit. I feel like the Grim Reaper. Now, looking back at that, I feel that was me suffering with a little bit of mental fatigue or mental health issues with the scenario I was in. And I said to them, I said, listen, can I go back to Chadwellief where West Ham's training ground was? I'll train and I'll keep myself tip-top condition. You can give me a program. And if anyone pulls out and you want to invite me back out, I'll come straight back out. There's only, what, just over 1,200 men that have played for the England senior team. The mm. pressures are huge in football. You know, I had fans leading up to that. Yeah, and some of it, of course, is in jest. But fans singing, if Mills can play for England, so can I. I you know, Phil Neville had that, you know, be before me. That was sort of where it, where it started. I had my own manager, Dave O'Leary, do a massive double-page spread, criticise me. Sort of two weeks leading up into the tournament, doubting my ability to, to play at that level, doubting whether I was disciplined enough uh, to play at that level. All these types of things, everybody doubts you in sport. You know, you have to rise above it. And, and let's be honest, Tyrone Mings had two poor performances mm. in the two friendly games. Probably should have been sent off and, and given away a penalty in that. So of course people are going to question whether he's good enough. Razi Erasmus and South Africa Rugby have both been summoned to an independent misconduct hearing following an extraordinary video rant after the first test defeat by the British and Irish Lions. Director of Rugby Erasmus criticised the Australian referee of that game, Nick Berry, during a 62-minute review of the match. This was the response to Erasmus's comments from two former Lions, Tommy Bow and Rory Best. I think it put pressure on the referee. Had that said, the Lions got that right in the first uh, test and they put a lot of pressure on the TMO and decisions went the Lions way. Razzie probably got that pressure right in this second test. It's, it's a strange one now because that presentation where you're sitting in front of the computer, I've never seen anything like that. It was really, really strange. I think if, if the result had went the other way, people would have thought that you know, this guy's verging on losing his mind. Not saying that the referee was a cheat at all, saying that we just wanted clarity. I personally are not very convinced with the clarity that we got from Nick Berry in this match. The game of rugby is all about respect. Yes, we are big guys, we bash into each other and just for neutrals out there, it looks like we're just trying to hurt each other. But the thing that separates rugby from so many other sports is the respect that we have for the officials. And for Razi Erasmus to release such a video scathing of the officials, I just think it set a bad precedent. I think it's given this tour a little bit of a bad look for people who aren't hardcore rugby fans watching in and just kind of think, well, what's going on here? So there's a lot of talk is taken away from the game of rugby here and it is very much focused on the officials and it worked for the South Africans in that second test. Tomatoes on the pitch and the series is now level at one game all with Saturday's third test live and exclusive on TalkSport being the decider. Bo and Jamie Roberts, well, they want to see Owen Farrell start for the Lions. But first, let's get the opinion of Springbok legend Brian Habana on South Africa looking the strongest going into the Cape Town finale. Kick pass out to the left-hand side by Andre Pard. Looking for Mpipi! Mpipi will score! I would like to think that the momentum is to South Africa. I think going into this past weekend's game, you sort of feel that, you know, the Lions were potentially lacking a little bit in structure. You know, we still don't really know what type of game plan they, they want to be playing. I think with the selection of Connor, Connor Murray last week and, and potentially Chris Harris at, at centre, you sort of felt it was going to be a lot more tactical, which it sort of played out to be. And, you know, going into this weekend, you sort of think the Lions have to throw everything, the kitchen sink and some, you know, to sort of get some reckoning in, in a structure perspective. So, yeah, I 
I feel from an ascendancy perspective, South Africa have also recalled Dwayne Vermeulen, you know, who's been out injured, and he there's a reason why he was the the player of the final in that 2019 mm. Rugby World Cup final. Respected and brings a huge amount of, of power and tenacity to, to that Springbok pack. Farrell waits, draws the line to the post with his eyes, steps forward, right footed, it's up, it's on the way, it's straight between the posts. Owen Farrell's first kick of the afternoon goes straight between the uprights. I think bringing in an Owen Farrell to play it inside centre alongside Dan Bigger would just shift the focus. It would make more difficult for the South Africans to blitz up into the Lions' faces and, and cut down all our attacks. So I would like to see an extra playmaker being brought into that midfield. Dan Bigger passed the ball three times in the whole time he was on the pitch. <laughs> that is unheard of. I mean, that that is just, it just showed that the Lions were not out to play rugby. I'd like to see uh, an Owen Farrell at 12 and whether that's Bigger or Finn Russell at 10. Uh, I'd like to see them just put more width on the ball and try and get their best strike runners into the game. But we picked Duhan van der Merwe in the first two tests. I haven't seen him carry the ball. You know, I want to see Anthony Watson with his hands on the ball. It's going to be a fascinating selection. And I think either way, we'll kind of have an idea come tomorrow morning how the Lions are going to approach this test match on Saturday. And the Springboks and the Lions both announced their teams for that third test this afternoon. The Lions Daily is on at 5pm on TalkSport 2, reacting to all the news. That show is also available as a podcast on the TalkSport app, or of course, wherever you get your podcasts from. Now on to Team GB, who recorded another gold medal at Tokyo 2020 on day 10. The equestrian riders won the team eventing for the first time in almost 50 years. Oliver Townend landed the winning moment, and he says everyone's determination has paid off. We are in an expensive sport. It doesn't boil down to money. It boils down to work ethic and attitude. And if you have the work ethic and attitude and a little bit of talent, then there's no roof to where you can get to and what you can achieve. A very emotional England captain, Joe Root, has been speaking to the media ahead of the start of the Test Series against India at Trent Bridge tomorrow. He discussed Ben Stokes taking an indefinite break from cricket and the subject of mental health within the sport. Ben always puts other people in front of himself and first. And I think now's an opportunity for him to put himself first, to take time to look after himself and get himself into a good place again. More than anything, I just want him to be okay. So we got, you know, what what was said between us two stays between us two. And I think throughout this thing, it's really important people respect his privacy and give him the best chance to to deal with this um, in his own way. Yeah, I'm just desperate for him to be okay. Well, thanks for listening on the TalkSport app or wherever you get your podcasts from. There will, of course, be another of these TalkSport daily podcasts out first thing in the morning. Until then, stay safe, everyone. Stay safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport. Isaac Quainall, Tom Stewart. Now that KO has 4K, people will see every detail. I better wash my hair. Oh, I'll book in a spray tan. Maybe a manicure? I'm shining up my tats. Experience amazing detail with 4K. Now on KO. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. 
That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.